Welcome to In Retrospect. Uh, I am Brandon Forbes, and today I am joined by uh, Joshua Tackett. Hey there. Uh, Josh Franks. That's the talkative one. <laughs> he's, he's a man of few I'm words. Glad to be here. <laughs> there you go. And and a special guest is actually uh, Tackett from the future. Wow. He's come to warn us or warn Tackett this. about something that. to not say during the middle of the podcast um, that we have to probably cut out. He was too out. late. <laughs> uh, but uh, and you know for real, this is Stephen Tackett. He is uh, owner and founder of the Audio Planet, which is a sound Yay. post house. I mean, they do it all. Literally, some of the most talented people, um, and we use them on a daily basis uh, for all of our sound needs. Um, but on this episode, we figured we would just talk about. Uh, the importance of just good audio in general um, when it comes to videos and projects. You know, it's a lot of times you can have good video, but if your audio isn't good from music to your voiceover to sound design, if none of that, you know, is as good as the video, it almost, you know, brings the whole project down as a whole. Um, you know, so maybe tack it. You want to kind of start Yeah, off? I mean, I thought it might be interesting to talk about bef- like how we did audio before we had a separate audio post yeah. process. And um, so we edit in Adobe Premiere Pro. And so it has a host of audio tools which are good. Though, you know, you can get something sounding pretty good. You've, you, they've got plugins. They've got, you know, you can, they've got a little mixer on the side. You can mix everything. You can add plugins to it, add compression, all that stuff. And you can get pretty well. But I would say the, the key thing to think about is that Premiere Pro is a video editing program. It's not an audio editing program. So it's almost like there's a, there's a certain threshold that you can you can get to, and you're kind of you kind of max out. And so um, and Frank's you might be able to talk about this too, but that's kind of like before we saw the light. You know, we were we were finishing every all the audio in Premiere Pro, and we didn't realize what we were missing out on. But I think once we did it opened up this whole new kind of world and concept to us. Yeah, a good example of of that is, you know, when you watch television, you're watching commercials, and all of a sudden, let's just say you're watching, um, you know, the ESPN and a nationally broadcasted commercial comes on, and it sounds equal to the programming that you're watching. And then it cuts to a local commercial, and all of a sudden, the volume drops down, about eight decibels. And you're like, what the hell? I can't even hear anything anymore. You got to turn it up. Well, that's because it's not mixed property. It's not like the person behind the sticks didn't have the knowledge behind what those decibel levels should be. So when we brought in Steven, it's not that we were doing a bad job, but what we were doing seemed normal at the time. But then whenever he came into play, we're like, holy moly, like this is a big difference. Like it changed the way our videos are like yeah. are perceived the way they sound. Um, and maybe talk a little bit about that, Steven, and just, you know, when we started sending you stuff, what it is kind of like that y- your approach to that and how you approach broadcast projects in general, like what does that kind of process look like for you? I mean, yeah, usually, you know, to kind of get on the, the artistic level, I'm usually going, what, what did the director, what did the editor, what did they intend? What's their intention here on sort of a, a sonic level? And that can be the, you know, is, is it very, is it a bright sound? Is it a dark sound? Is it loud? Are there lots of things happening? Is it very quiet? And, and all that's important because 
that's the feel that you're going to get that you don't really probably talk about. You're like, I don't know, it feels good or it feels bad, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm usually chasing like this feel. Well, as you know, like um, sound is half the experience. It's something yeah. we're always talking about. Like the video can be great, but if, it's, if the sound is terrible, yeah. it really drops down the production value of your project. And, you know, we have, luckily, most of us here that have a hand in the editing, we are musicians. Tackett, you went to Pepperdine to play trumpet, had a music scholarship. I used to be in a boy band, no big deal. <laughs> Gotta bring it up. A very unsunsuccessful boy <laughs> he, band. He works that into every episode somehow. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. It's, it's one of those dreams that I'm going to keep chasing until I'm 80 years old. And you know what? We'll support you every step of the way. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But yeah, so we definitely have some music background, which I think is very important to the approach that we have to projects, picking the right music, sound designing um, that project, sometimes before it goes to Steven, just so he has an idea of where we're going with that specific sound, like, or just the sound in general. And then I always tell him, hey, Steven, feel free to add to and or take away from what I've given you because I don't want to put you in a box because you're an, you're a, you're an artist. I don't want to tell somebody how to paint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we do give him, um, in some level a head start. So you have something to work from. And then he always takes it to the next level, like every single time. And it always blows my mind when I get our sound back and it's perfect the first time. It's not like a back and forth, um, game we have to play. Like you've been really, good at giving us what I feel is your best foot forward the first time, which is, it's, well, it's invaluable. It's invaluable is what it is. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you something, uh, you guys really set, set me up for success. You know, the way that, uh, the way the files come in, the way it's, does the whole thing's arranged and edited. It's, it's almost like, it's kind of like you create this sandbox and I go on there and just go crazy and just make it sound like I think it should sound. And yeah, it's, um, uh, you guys really, you know, set set me up for success. I think another thing to to mention too, like I, I kind of set up in the beginning is the idea that, you know, as a video editor, you're using an, a tool that is for video editing. Whereas when we sent when you, when we send it to you, you're using audio editing tools like Pro Tools, for example. And so you can reach a, a different, a completely different level with the audio. Right. Because Pro Tools, I mean, they they make records in Pro Tools. Like Every every song you've ever heard was probably mixed in Pro Tools at some point and recorded in Pro Tools. So like, the sound quality is just the 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 sky's the limit when you're using the right tool. So I think that's uh, that's another huge factor too. Steven, maybe you know you've been doing this. I don't even know how long, but maybe just give us some insight. How long have you been doing this? And maybe like some milestones and people you've worked with. I don't know. Just show off a little bit. I mean, I you know I've been doing music since a kid right and that's how most people get into this industry or same thing is is frank everybody wants to be the rock star and so you know along the way i started doing things that paid the bills and and you know and it so it turned into producing music and recording music and i moved to los angeles and work with uh you know warner brothers and Capitol records and uh dreamworks at the time had a band and then um you know end up working with uh guy named 50 Cent. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Mm, um, doesn't ring a bell. Among others. Uh, Is he kind of like Nickelback? Are they, kind of like Nickelback. <laughs> Are they in the same? Yeah. They're so best much? friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. They hang out. <laughs> and, uh, 
end up, you know, working it with Death Row Records. I mean, you know, it when they saw me coming in as as a producer, you can just imagine the look on their face, right? <laughs> a lot of reggae. Anyway, industry changed. A lot of reggae. Yeah, <laughs> I seriously. A lot yeah. of reggae. The, the reggae guys love oh. me. I don't know. It, you know, um, and uh, so you know, the music industry started changing in about two thousand between 2004 and 2008, where it music became essentially free, budgets plummeted, so the industry crumbled, and I'm like, okay, now what, you know? Uh, so I started getting into broadcast, and loved it. I found out this just as creative, and it's just as much fun, and it was the last, you know, frontier for audio people at that time. It's kind of changed now. It's kind of, music has kind of come back up a little bit. And then, um, you know, started working on TV shows and, and films and that, that kind of thing. And then, I don't know, uh, four or five years ago, I'm like, I think this could be an actual company, an audio, I could put together an audio post company. So I gave it a shot and just started calling people and say, hey, do you guys need audio post? And then one after another said, yeah, let's do it. So it kind of turned into this really cool company, which it just, you know, and again, you, I, I heard one of your podcasts, you guys, you know, if case you don't know retrospect films is based in broken arrow oklahoma broken arrow right All places broken arrow. i mean if you saw this soundstage we're sitting in, you wouldn't believe it so my company's just you know a few miles down the street it's the same thing i'm like i can't i call people like where are you based out of i go tulsa they're like huh <laughs> how so you know um anyway it is great that i can do it here and work with all these great people it's kind of like Working and living in LA without all the traffic and expense and chaos, and uh, yeah. So anyway, that's my resume. Is that it? It's impressive. Thank it's you. It's funny you say um, how the music industry has changed because it really has. And what you're talking about specifically, I remember back in the day when I was in the uh, boy band Prime. Um, you know, people were still selling records out of the trunks of their cars, yeah. and studio time was very difficult and super expensive to come by, especially in Tulsa. And the opportunities and the platforms were not readily available like they are today. Um, you know, MySpace was the platform to put music on. You know, um, people were still downloading LimeWire. <laughs> oh, you know, man. no one had GarageBand to make stuff from home. But now everyone with $200 in their pocket has the ability to create music on their own. So what I saw is a lot of companies like, um, you know, from wherever, honestly closing because the demand for high production mm -hmm. studio time was dwindling. Is that, is that some correct? That's, it's the, it's the whole dinosaur theory. I mean, um, in LA, I was, I was working out of this studio called record plant, which is massive. Right. And it's like, $2,000 a day, plus the engineer, plus microphones, plus everything else. And then, you know, who can afford that? You know, it's like if you're selling, used to, if you used to sell four or five million records, and now you're selling 100,000 records, there's no way that you could afford that. I mean, essentially, it's so they started folding up and, and then little, you know, little, like it basically turned into a producer, an engineer, and an artist. And that's the new model that is now. The, I mean, brick, Kate, the brick and mortar is no longer, no. Um, you know, at the forefront yeah. of the industry. No, not at all. And, and then I think in the same sense, that also opened up a lot of doors for 
broadcast production, TV and film production, a lot of film composers are working out of their home or very tiny studios with basically a computer. And um, like our audio post company, the actual physicality of it is tiny. It's like, we're basically an online company with a tiny little office. So that's just, you know, and you, now you have all the tools to make these, to make it sound the way you want it to sound without the million dollar console, right? It'd be nice to have a Neve console, but nobody's going to pay for this. Yeah, it's not necessary at this point. Yeah. I mean, you've got guys that are, you know, doing records and putting stuff out on, you know, Spotify or whatnot that they're just doing by themselves, you know, in their, in their houses. And I mean, and you can... And that goes for music, that goes for, you know, sound posts and sound design yep. and scoring. I mean, Tackett, maybe you can talk a little bit about scoring, but that's something that that was never, I mean, we used Musicbed and um, I think Audio Jungle, Soundstripe, you know, we've used these for so long, but then we're, you know, there's just something different when you, especially if you're working on a long form edit from a client and, you know, the, the budget's there and we're like, you know what, here's a, here's a couple songs we like, but we would love to, to score something for you. We really think it's going to take your video from, you know, 90, 100% to like 150%. You know, how, let's kind of maybe talk about the ability that we have now where if if you want a, a, a score for your video, if you want a song that is made for you and that nobody else is going to have, like, like we can do that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <clears throat> I had this uh, revelation, a personal revelation. This is already was knowledge that I just didn't know about, but um, I think this was back in probably around 2016 or 2017 when um, I, you know, I obviously was working here as an editor and we would often go on this website called Musicbed and look for music. And there was an artist that I kept using his stuff because it was just amazing, inspiring music uh, named Tony Anderson. And one day I just decided I'm going to, Google this guy just to see what he's all about. Find his website, you know, learn about his process. Like, how does he create these these tracks? And I found this page where he basically went, you know, line by line, every piece of gear, every piece of software, every plugin that he uses to create his music. And I kind of had this uh, epiphany about what's called samples, which is basically like, instead of having a, you know, instead of having to hire a string orchestra, someone has already recorded every single note that a string orchestra played and you can play it on your keyboard at your house on your laptop. And I was like, wait, this is, this thing, this is possible. Like you don't have to always, you know, write out an entire score and hand it to a symphony orchestra and pay everyone, you know, every member of the orchestra of a 50 piece orchestra, you know, $75 an hour times a two hour minimum plus the recording fees. Like all of a sudden this whole new, like we're talking about scaling things down and making you know, things possible that weren't possible before, all of a sudden this technology came out that makes this possible. And it, and it was around way before I discovered it. I just, for me, that was the first time I'd ever discovered it. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I wanna learn how to do this. So you know, kind of on my own, I've, I've studied this and, and learned a lot about it. But I think you know, what it kind of goes to is that if you want an orchestral film score for your 30 second commercial, that is a possible a possibility now because of this technology that's out there and because of the accessibility of that sound. It doesn't just have to be a single piano. It can actually be an orchestra. It can be synthesizers. It can be guitars, drum, a drum set. You know, I can play a drum set on my keyboard at home 
and it sounds like someone's sitting on a full-size drum kit. And obviously, you know, the more real players you can get in a piece, the more realistic it's going to sound, but there's only, uh, you can get pretty close. I mean, Steven might be able to talk more into that too, but I mean, you can get pretty close with what's called virtual instruments, and um, I think that's what enables you know, the scoring process as Brandon was talking about to happen. So all of a sudden, instead of just grabbing a track from Musicbed or Soundstripe or Audio Jungle and just throwing it under your video, all of a sudden you can say, you know what? I want the music to follow every beat of this story. Like whenever, whenever the kid walks out, I want the piano to play a little bit of a sad tune because there's a story behind why this kid is here walking out. And then all of a sudden something changes in the story and it becomes more triumphant and you bring in a swelling string orchestra or, you know, if you're, if you're, you have a video or something that's Stranger Things-esque, you can use synthesizers and kind of create that, you know, 80s vibe. So it's like the possibilities are limitless and you're not constrained to a pre-done music track that someone made who had nothing to do. Like, I think that's the difference between scoring and using a track is like when someone writes a track, they're in their bedroom or their studio or whatever it is with something in mind and that's the only thing they're thinking about whereas when you're scoring something you are talking to the person who created that video or that commercial and you're having a dialogue and you're collaborating with them so the music that you're writing is part of that story and so it's just it's a different completely different level that you can reach just for the record did you call your uh dad by his first name (laughs) <laughs> well it's confusing otherwise <laughs> if I were to ever call my dad by his first name I don't think I would be uh, standing here or sitting here this afternoon I, I never forget that because uh, what you just mentioned it's like as the years have gone on I think the first time he called me by a first name he used to do as a little kid he'd, he'd be like he called me by, like he was eight He'd just be rebellious. And so my mom, right, would be like, no, that's, that's disrespectful. Uh, Steven, I need a sandwich over here, please. Yeah. <laughs> but now, like the first time he started doing it, you know, like 18, 19, 20, because we like kind of work in the same realm of stuff. It was kind of weird for me too. I'm like, that's not my name for you. you know? <laughs> that's dad. Uh, what were you going to say though? About well, I was going to say here, yeah, but you're, the point that, that I think that you're trying to get at is that it's kind of like you guys did this commercial uh, about six months ago where someone's talking to Alexa and Alexa misunderstands, right? Yeah. Okay. And so a lot of times I think tracks that you get online are like that. It's like, it's the response, but it's not the response that I wanted for me right now. So I have this theory, like every moment has a sound, right? Every moment has a song. And so you have to find that. And when you get, you know, you guys are really good at it. You know, I hear stuff that you guys do, that you guys download from online and you edit it and tweak it and it sounds great. So you guys have cracked that, but a lot of guys just like throw a track on there and I'm like, don't you hear what's going on and what you're seeing don't match? It just drives me crazy, right? What? So that's, if you got the budget, yeah, you, you, you gonna, you want to score it or write it. But it's like when someone plays the same track for six straight minutes, like just put it on repeat and you <laughs> oh, hear that, yeah. that delay audio jungle guitar for six straight minutes and you want to like jump off a cliff. Man, I mean, that's, you've got, yeah. I mean, that, that's, I mean, we, that's what we did. You know, we were like, we would go and it was this whole world of audio posts wasn't even a, a thought. And then it's funny, you know, we'll 
go back, like we've been, you know, updating websites and, and, you know, uploading old videos to YouTube and making playlists. And it's funny watching things that we've finished that were, I mean, large projects with, with budgets that now we would be like, well, I mean, now everything goes through SoundPost. It doesn't matter what the budget is. It doesn't matter if it's a, a $2,000 project up to, you know, you know, like VeggieTales. It doesn't matter because we're going to put it through SoundPost because we want it to be the best that it can be. Even if it's like, no, it's fine. We'll do it because it needs it. But listening to things that we've done in the past without SoundPost, I mean, it's night and day. Just vocals. I mean, you know, we mic everybody. We do boom on every interview. Every interview. I mean, it's we do everything we can to make it sound good, but it's still not enough and it needs that extra 10% that, you know, that's what, I mean, that's what Steven does. And you know, the funny thing is sometimes the sound as a hard cost is always like, ah, well, what do you mean that song's going to cost $400? Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you mean? It's like, it's almost like when people see a, a, a line item for sound and it gets a little bit expansive, it can, I guess. It's almost like that's the first thing they look at. Like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's so important. And yeah. I honestly, you know, I, Cannot stress that enough. I, we do that a lot here. And um, I think that's what's made us successful. I think but, one thing me and Frank's talk about too is, um, you know, a good edit. If an edit is good, you can close your eyes and know whether that's good edit or not. And I think it's kind of the same thing with SoundPost is um, a good commercial or a good film or something. You know, if you, wa- if you just, you get, you're watching TV and you get to the commercial break, close your eyes and you will be able to tell how the quality level of each different commercial just from the sound. And I think in, when you open your eyes, you're only thinking about the visual and you're not thinking about the sound, but you are experiencing the sound. And I think, you know, it, it's more in the back of your brain and you're not really thinking about it, but that's the difference. It's like, you, you can just close your eyes and listen and you'll be able to hear the quality. That, and then that will probably dictate what the visuals look like too, whether the visuals are good. Yeah, and I, I'm always like, someone's like, well, how important is audio? And then I say, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's an extreme example, right? But it's the same thing. If you, like, I don't know, you guys can't see behind the, they, these guys have lights, right? There's lights on us. And it looks, it looks, trust me, if these lights, or if it was just like a little lamp or something, it would look terrible. But Speak for yourself, Stephen. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you know, the viewer's not going like, Wow, what amazing lighting. They're just like, oh, this looks pleasant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I this like is, this. This feels good. My, my eyes feel good. Yeah. And that's how audio should be. Just, oh, of course it should sound like that. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the way it's supposed to sound. So, you know. It's one of those things is if it's good, you don't know what's going right. on. If it's bad, you're going to be offended by it. How many movies you go to and immediately you hear the score and you're like, it's going to be a good movie or a bad movie? Or at least that's what I, you know. Yeah. You just know. You're like, okay, it's a B movie. I can tell from the music. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, basically any movies that has uh, any music from the 80s, I'm kind of out on. That sounds bad. <laughs> I just, I'm not an 80s music kind of guy with all the, the synths, you know, like, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden synthesizers came out. It's like everyone's got to have it in their, sl- right. in their music. Oh, it it's Stranger nuts. Things. Stranger Things it's does like it like Beverly well. Hills Cop. <laughs> well, it's a good thing they aren't making Beverly Hills yeah. Cop anymore. Yeah, and another thing I was going to say too is like, um, it's some, you know, I do a lot of the graphics here and I have this thing is where, you know, I get my graphics done and I go, I know 
like when I send this to sound and it comes back, the same graphics that I just did with the sound and without the sound effects look, the, literally they look better. They look more complex. And I didn't change them. You know, I just, nothing changed, but the sound, when the sound is there, all of a sudden it's more real. Because everything in life, you know, when I, if I touch this mic, you see it, you see me touching it and you hear me touching it. You know, so there's like, it's, it's half of our experience in real life. So it's the same way when we experience video too. And, and this is a little esoteric kind of trick that I do, that I use is, especially with the stuff you guys do, I'm adding sound and texture and color and all this kind of stuff. And then when that, when that color and that, that look just starts to kind of pop off the screen, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, that's what he wanted. I, I brought that out just through sound, you know, and it takes time, right? We don't have time to do everything to like, you know, cinematic levels, but sometimes you guys let me do that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like, it does. I'm like, yeah, now that graphic really pops or that dialogue really communicates, you know? And, it, and it's weird whenever a, a good sound post comes back, which is always, um, you as the editor or the graphics person, you feel like you just got better. You're like, yeah. I made that. Yeah. Like that's yeah, my exciting. work. And it, it's, you feel more proud of something that you've done even though you're adding something that someone else has done, it's just like a great, any, any great teamwork, you know, yeah. like good lighting is going to make a good actor seem better and look better. Yeah. Good makeup. It's going to make know? the mood. Exactly. Just... So it's like uh, that person, they may be a great actor, but if they don't have makeup on and they don't, aren't, aren't lit properly, they're not going to look right. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. I hope you guys can tell that I'm, I'm not impassioned about this at all. No, so, okay. no. I mean, you're probably just as passionate as Frank is about being in a boy band. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a comeback. <laughs> I don't doubt I'm it. I'm going to make a comeback. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys kind of learned a little bit about uh, our kind of sound post process and why we put so much emphasis on just making sure that uh, the videos that we're making for our clients are just as good as possible. I mean, I think we would all say here that sound is just as important as video and in some cases, maybe even more important. Um, but thank you, Stephen, for joining us. Uh, oh, that, right? Yeah, do the, okay. the peace sign. We're going to put a link to- <laughs> I don't understand uh, that. Why is it sideways? <laughs> Stephen, first of all, you got to put it together sometimes. Okay. <laughs> what is- uh, Actually, you know, let's not do I think that. he just did a gang symbol. Just I know, edit that out. I'm going to have to cut all of this out. Blur it. <laughs> I'm going to put a link to The Audio Planet, which is uh, Stephen Tackett's company. Um, you guys can check out their work. Um, but uh, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. And make sure to like and subscribe if you want to hear more. Ring that bell. Ring that bell. I was ringing it Whoa. for you. Whoa. Nice. Cool. Hey, Stephen, before we go, can you write down that word you said? Esoteric? Esoteric. That's actually a first for me. I haven't heard that one. I'd like to use that in a sentence sometime. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.